Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the 52nd episode of the US Sports Podcast. Thank you for subscribing so far as I aim to bring you folk from the journalism, player, coach and front office world of American sports. My name is Max Whittle, broadcaster and writer for Give Me Sport, the NBA's official content partner in the UK. And joining me today is Bob Martin, an independent basketball coach in Britain who also represents the Doncaster Danum Eagles. Known fondly as Basketball Bob, this hoops lifer is from Ohio, but knows more about the sport in this country than just about anyone. Here's this week's conversation. The last time we actually spoke, you were telling me you were about to start this 12-10-8 league, um, and, and you said England basketball has never supported that age group, so how is that progressing? That's, it's going really good. Um... I think England basketball will look at it at what, we're, what people are trying to do because others are doing it. It's not just us and everyone's because there's a gap there, you know, where there's 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 not an under 12s league where I don't under that's one that's a problem for me. But there's not an under 12s league. You have to wait till you're 14 years old to play in a league. Well, it doesn't really make sense. So we just decided to get this going, and we've got we play with Grimsby's in, and we're trying. We got uh, Scarborough's. Probably going to come in. We've got Hull. We play with them. We've got there's a team from Sheffield. So it's a good situation, and the kids get to play every two weeks. They're playing two games. So they, when we're training, they're they're a lot more fired up about um, what we're trying to put across to them, and it, it's just good for them. They they love it. The place is packed every time. So that traditional setup where you've got under 14s and up, how much? playing experience do kids have when they actually come into a club well if you if when you're saying i think the problem is maybe for coming from in this area here it's only a town it's a small area we have to develop our own players we're not going to be able to go out and recruit from outside and so we have to develop our own players we need they need to be playing because if they if somebody doesn't get a game till they're 14 you're probably going to lose them to football or rugby or something else because they'll get a game at that age and they want a game and it, so that's why we started the league i think um you know there's program there's fantastic programs all over england but for us it's essential and for a lot of uh clubs it's got to be the you've got to do it because otherwise you'll lose your players and right now we, we need we're going to have to start from under 12s and rebuild and we're going to We'll enter an under-14 team next year, and then those will go through, and then everybody will filter through, and we'll just have recycle the whole thing. But it's uh, the, the league's great. They love it. Now, there's multiple reasons why I wanted to have you on, but one of them, I don't know if you've caught up with this Twitter feed that we've been having since we posted an article where you had you and Vince McCauley in it. John Amici, famously known as the British NBA player, now lives in London. And I wanted to read a few things that he said about basketball here and then I want to open the forum to you so he said as with every difficult change the only path forward is first having a pragmatic and objective understanding of the status quo basketball's at rock bottom but in total denial 
so it will never change as many still think it's mainland European calibre. It's criticised British basketball a lot, and I wanted to get your take on that. Well, um, John is, you, you might not like what I'm going to say, but John is an absolute great guy. He's a genius in the game. He, and I don't understand why he is not involved in a, in a positive way in the development of the game. I, I have to, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the, one of the things that's ha- that happened. I, you know, when Anum went under and I was made redundant from my position as the academy head coach and this and that a couple years ago, John gets CNN News in here, the world news, and does a documentary on what I do. He went around to the schools with me. He played with the kids. I mean, I, he, he's very uh, down because he, I think he's very negative because he, has, he doesn't see um, the progress that he'd like to. And I, he's a very intelligent guy, as you know, and he, he probably he sees things. I sure I wouldn't want to get in a war of words with him. <laughs> hmm. But he, he's, uh, you know, I can't say a bad thing about him. I got him over to the States originally. I brought him over to play in a high school, and um, he just... When I when the redundancy thing happened, he called me up and he said, "I'm going to take care of you." I said, "Well, you don't have to do that." He said, "Now you, I'm going to. We got CNN coming up. Listen to that." So he's done stuff like that. He he's not he, his negativity is. I think Chuck did the basketball England structure because, and I think he's just mad because they don't see the light. The guy's an NBA player that's very intelligent, extremely experienced, and they don't use him at all. And I certainly, so, do, I certainly didn't want you to call him out personally. I know him as well. I, I was more interested in what you thought about his basketball perspective. And, and I, I guess you're saying that Basketball England have, have underused him. But he also admits now that he wouldn't want to work with them anyway because of what's happened previously. So it's a tough situation. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a hard guy. You know, he, doesn't, he won't back down an inch. But <laughs> in, in having chances to talk to him, you know, like about things, he's usually... I, I'm not, you know, he's right. He's got a lot of fantastic ideas, and he's also got the power to push them. You know, I can I can do everything I do in basketball, and I I'm still. I, and if John Amici says that he wants this done, it would get done. Yeah. I just don't understand why they don't just why they wouldn't use him more. I know what you're saying. He doesn't. He's declared that he's not interested, but he's a uh, a valuable asset. You know, he's. He's sitting at the table with Matumbo, Akeem Olajuwon, and and guys like that, and he's he, and they're they're ignoring what he's saying. I don't know. That's not right, but that's not my thing. I, I he got me. Uh, he did a good thing for me mm. at the time, and I you know he went all over the nation with that, and all, well, all over the world because it was world news and it was fantastic. And I had I got no end of work out of it. So you knew him when he was younger. How many instances? have you had since then of a player who was that talented in this country? There's a lot of guys that, I mean, he was a hard worker and I got a call from Joe Forber and Joe, when I was in the States and Joe said, can you help this kid out? And I said, well, who is it? He said, John Amici, six foot ten. So it wasn't that difficult. I just fixed him up at a high school, St. John's High School in Toledo. And then he came over, he played. And from there he went to Vanderbilt and Penn State, his NBA and all that. It was all his doing. I don't think there's that many. There's not going to be many players that were that worked as hard as him. He was. He, he made himself a player. I tell you, because he wasn't. He came over to the states, and uh, yeah, that's another thing. I, I don't. You don't see him involved in the like development of a big man. 
he had the best individual post moves you, you'd ever see. If you look on his highlights, I'm not doing a John Amici uh, build-up session, but he, <laughs> I just, I, I mean, from, as a, from a coach's perspective, he was around here. I'd have him in working with any of our big kids. He had the best post moves in that anyone would ever see because he wasn't quick or fast or anything. But he still went out. You know, he still did what he did. So what did so, what did you and him agree on that that wasn't right in in the youth setup here? And, and has anything changed since then? Both of us would say that there's not enough emphasis put on um, the develop the like the grassroots things that I do. That's why I brought CNN up, CNN up here. You know, and John, you think you know, like it's an ego or something or this. It, sometimes people probably think John's ego. You know, he doesn't want to do it. He was out there dancing around with reception kids and we just we, both of us agree that you got you need to that's what we need to do i need to be doing it people ask me why how comes i don't coach at a higher level you know i've been offered well i, I mean i was offered a job with at, from, at with jeff jones up at the national center there but i that's not what i want to do i want to work with kids and we've had good teams as well but they're all from here it, if that makes sense it's just uh i like See the the end of the, the end result is we start them at five or six, and I get I'm still coaching guys at 28 playing for our men's team. Where, where does it need to go before people stop the negativity? Because it, does it does it need to reach a certain standard here where we can say we have this many players in NCAA, we have this many players in the NBA, we have this many players playing in Europe? Is there an actual target, or do you see progress for progress' sake? How many guys go to the NBA or or who goes to Europe or or not? Because you know that's in the United States you don't have you know I got people know that there's the chances of getting in the NBA are one in a million. So if if one player from England made it to NBA, what that's not going to mean that the game is really good or they're they're even if we had fifty, it still doesn't mean that the game is solid because the. The game is only going to be solid when all the leagues are like the ACC or the, the the American College Leagues, where every game is a barn burner, and every you know you, you, you just know that it's going to be a between eight and ten eight eight points and down, and they they're going at it the whole time. That's a lot of parity, but you know and all the players are good. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's I don't think you know it's a few. Superstars floating, getting—that's not going to. That doesn't mean that the game's going well here. But have, if you if some if you can look across the board and see the leagues and how that they're and every game is fantastic game and that's where bas- that's that's when basketball's at the top of the game. I think it's the top of the game. Then. No, you're right. If you looked at the conversion rate of players that get to the NBA from any country, <laughs> they'd all be failing. So, how did you end up in England? I played in the United States and then I came. I came over here. I played in France my first season, and then I came to England and played for Stockport, and then I played at Manchester Giants for five years. And then I ended up going back to the States and coaching eight years at my university and then with my, my former coach. And then just my wife's British, so she just said she, she got homesick, so we moved back. And that's, I've been doing that 22 years now. I've actually been in this country... 30 out of the last 38 years <laughs> and knowing now what you know about the country and it's and it's basketball setup is it bizarre that you are you find yourself based in Doncaster in a very successful basketball town I'll go anywhere 
I'm not talking about making a bunch of money. I'll go anywhere in this country and help them with programs. I've, ne I've never been a I'm asked by all the clubs, but I've never been asked by Basketball England to do a single thing with any of the national teams. You know, they and but I can go to the United States and get asked by major universities, and I can be asked by every, all the clubs all over. And I've got I go to Italy and Spain and various places, but that's a bit disappointing because I voluntarily do it, but they don't. That no one's ever offered. Why don't they but, know? Why don't they know who you are, or do they know who you are? And they, they know who I am. Don't I don't want this. To, this will come across wrong, but they know who I am. That's why they don't want me in because they. I'm I'm a 64 year old coach who's might it might be a bit intimidating when I, if I come in and they don't want me in, but that that's all right that's that's not a big deal because I got plenty of work to do here. But that's one of the things me and John discussed. Why why am I why am I not doing more with you know like working with individual players, you know and stuff like that. But that that's not a problem for me. I, I like doing what I do. I just got today I've worked with about a hundred hundred kids, you know and. It's only two o'clock in the afternoon, so <laughs> but does, but Bob, does that come from the top? Is that a, is that an ego issue? What is that? I don't I don't want to come across that. Way. That's not my. I'm not that way. I don't want anybody to be thinking I'm complaining about it. What I'm saying is it's a bit disappointing, and it probably is an ego thing. There's a lot of good young coaches in the country, and they're establishing themselves, and maybe they don't want you know some an older guy coming in that's got a, a lot of experience and. That's the only. I guess that's probably it. I don't know, because I mean, I go all over the place. I've been in. I've been to Manchester, Stockport, Newcastle. I get in. I'm going to. I'm in Stratford on Friday, doing a, doing. You know, asked to come and do one at Stratford High School. Then I'm up at Durham University doing one for Lee Davies on the following Sunday. Yeah, you know, I, I go all over the place, but not with the national teams. And that just and, seems bizarre because it it. You can hear it in your voice how much you love basketball, and I know that people know you as Basketball Bob. They don't even know your surname half the time. So <laughs> it, it would seem bizarre to me that they wouldn't try and steer towards the best coaches, especially considering the, the success that Doncaster have had. It's not my place to like say that I'm. I think I could be a benefit to them, but I do because <laughs> if they if they wanted if they had me in working individually with a player because I do individual shooting with top players in high schools in the U.S. I, I go over, I've already got all my camps booked for July, so I know what I'm doing, and I've worked with the top, you know, in all the top camps, and I, I always would have, I, you know, that's an elite level, I'd like to see, you know, if I could help improve a guy, they they say, well, this guy's really struggling on his free throw shooting, well, I think I could, I might be able to do something about it, but maybe, that, you know, it's, that, it's, that's not a big deal, honestly, if you, that's what, that's where John, you know, he, me and him are on the same page as far as he knows what I do and what I want to do. And I, I just like working with kids and seeing them come through and if, if, and then playing the game, enjoying it, and then get, if they can get to the top of their game. Did you ever contact them? No. But that's, take it the other way, that's an ego thing too. I, you know, <laughs> I, I would have liked to, uh, but I'm not going to contact them and, and beg to go and work, do some work with players. Mm. And uh, honestly, I'm not talking about charging them. I'm just talking about helping, you know, because I've been, like I said, I've been here 28 out of the last 36 years. It's not like I, you know, I'm, I flew over here and I, I'm trying to make a bit of money and I'm taking, I'm going back. I'm, I'm here. So, you know, it's just, but they, they, 
they won't. It, there won't be a situation where they're going to have me come in because they're they're developing a young coaching staff, and that's good. They're all good coaches, and they do a great job. So, but you know, that's a bit disappointing. That's one of the, that was one of John's points of emphasis. But mm. and there's others. Well, yeah, yeah others. you have John working with big men, and you it just goes from there, and he's down the road. If uh, if we went, if myself and John, I'm not speaking for him. If we went into a camp. And I was doing, you know, like working with shooters developing their shooting. And John was working in the post. They're benefiting from that session. There's no doubt about it. He, I'm taking myself out of this. He's he's one. He's got to be one of the best post players I've ever seen. A guy who's taken what he his what God gave him, and he goes out there and he's he's making he's. He's taking Akeem Olajuwon to the basket, and Akeem can't deal with him. Hmm. And they're not asking him to help to work with some of these guys in the program. I don't understand that. Where would kids likely start playing then in this country? How would they be exposed to basketball for for the majority? Well, my opinion would be in a primary school, in a school project, where they would coordinate it over the in different areas, regions, and get people like myself going in and others that. My son's very good. He works for me in the area. And our, our female coach is very good. I'm not saying they're Johnny Wooden and Krzyzewski. They're <laughs> very good, but they're very good with kids. And they get them interested, and they know how to teach fundamentals, and they make it fun. And we have large numbers. So that's, um, I think, you got to get into the primary schools and interest them. Because like in the United States, if my, when I was a freshman in high school, there was 50 guys at our tri- at the trials. It, it was outrageous. And the, by the time you're a junior, there's only six of those left. So, you know, because they all they either quit, they get cut, or they lose interest, go to a different sport. So you've got to get numbers in there. You know, this is England. It's only, it's a, you know, it's, a, it's only the size of Ohio. And you, you've got to get numbers. So we need to see, we're seeing, like I said today, 100 kids. Matthew's probably seen 100. Cats probably seen hundred. So then they'll tomorrow morning, the place will be packed, and you know that's how we're trying to. That's how we develop our little ones. The best players. Why do they stay? Why do they leave? Because we've all, we've got this question of, you know, is it better to go and play high school in the states? What what's your opinion on that? I would say going to a high school in the states is a very good experience for any player because of the professionalism. And this, I don't. That's this. There's very professional clubs in this country. And it's and it's excellent, but there's it's just totally professional. And you, as a player, you go over there and you realize that you've got to get up in the morning, be in the gym doing either your shooting workout or your weights, and then you still have to go to school all day, and then you have to sit on your study table, and then you have to go to practice, and then you have to go home, eat, go to bed, and do it again <laughs> every day and play two games a week. And every game is going to be decided by five points or less, and they're going to be played in front of 5,000 screaming hillbillies in Ohio. <laughs> well, do you, do, you, do you have an argument then to stay here? Because that sounds pretty good. The argument to stay here is that there's a lot of good clubs here too, but I know there was a lot of banter going on about going to the States, and some, there was some talk about that some guys were saying that they didn't learn anything. I can't. I, they made the wrong choice, though, with the school they went to then, because... Like John went to St. John's High School, and Heinschel, his coach, 
is a Hall of Fame. He's just been declared one of the, he's one of the winningest high school coaches of all time, Hall of Fame, and hit the assistant is a Hall of Fame coach as well, Bud Fellenhaber, who worked with John, probably set him on his way. So, you know, if you go to some rum-dumb school, then you don't get a, there's plenty of those around, and you don't have a good coach, and they're not disciplined. You don't get anything out of it. But if you go to a good program, I think maybe investigating and making sure that you're going to a proper high school program that where they're they're doing things right. They've got a, a good history, you know, of winning and discipline and academics, and you know they, that's the thing over there too. You develop an academic mind because you have to have a student athlete. There's no real need to go, but it's not a negative at all. It's a positive thing if you go over there because the programs are they're all professional and they're very good. Yeah, I think the one negative would be obviously here you do your GCSEs, your A-levels. If you ever come back from the States, because high school doesn't mean you're going to go on to play professionally, even collegiately, then you to fall back on those qualifications. If you want to stay in the States, that's fine. Is is there a pathway here? Is What is the pathway in basketball in the UK? I think that, you know, there's all these academies now, and um, hopefully they're looking after the academic side of it, you know, their form and making sure that they're, they're student-athletes, because... You know, just as well as I do, that they can tell them what they want, but the chances of them getting paid, never making a living out of basketball, are not that great. You know, they they could there'll be a few, but not many. And then some of them will make the national team, and some of them won't. And then just an example is I we we put a lot of guys in high schools in the states. None of them, I mean, some of them did, but say six or seven of them, they just went for one year to high school, came back, finished up. Their, whatever they had to do, went on to university, and they've graduated from university, every one of them, now are successful and doing well. Because that's the, they, they kind of knew the pathway. They didn't think they were going over there, high school, college, NBA. They just wanted that year of high school to grow as a person, say, which is important. And then, then they came back, and all of, them are, all of them are doing well in basketball. So. so are there enough good coaches in the U.K.? There's a lot of good coaches in the U.K., there's guys around that should be used more, you know, to be as mentors, you know, like to, and have more of a coaching network, which I think some of the guys are, they try to develop it, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, they, I think they protect their territory. They don't, you know, so they're not interested in doing kind of a national type thing, but there's a lot of good coaches, you know, and they, but like in the States, I keep going back to it, but it's when I was coaching with my, my former my coach was a Hall of Fame coach. He was a great coach. He coached me, and then I went back and coached with him as an assistant. He, he's, every year, he's, we were required, we had to go to three camps, period. Whether we wanted to or not, you're going, you're going to be at these camps to learn. And that's what you have to do. And there needs to be more more uh, things in the U.K. coach development type camps. where, And not just once a year or the NBA one, which is probably great. There's tons of good coaches where, I mean, I'll get off the subject here, but if you put 10 good coaches into a, into a gymnasium and you brought another 40 in that are young coaches that are trying to learn and you just let each one of those 10 do their best thing that they do, wouldn't that be pretty good? I mean, that would be, that'd be a, a great learning day for people. Look at the guys that are around. I mean, you, just having Humph Long come in and talk would be good enough. Tell about how to how to develop a program. Get Joe Forber in there. How to develop a program. Get 
you know, they, well, I, I don't, I'll start forgetting people. Jimmy Guyman, geez, these guys got these guys got knowledge of the game and and know how to play the game. You know, but they, you don't see that kind of thing. But you use this. You use this. Sorry to interrupt. You use this great quote last time I spoke to you. You said Mike Shashevsky at Duke doesn't have a level one, two, or three. He just served his time. Yeah, he's, you see his bench. He's got four of his players on there. And then when you look around the the NCAA, they're all head coaches now. They, they leave him and go on to be head coach and successful because they've served their apprenticeship. I served my apprenticeship in the States under Coach Marv Holmberger, who was a Hall of Fame coach, eight years with him. But then my wife wanted to come back, so I never got the chance to, to go any further. But it was, uh, you know, it's all, that's what you have to do. doesn't matter if you, <coughs> you might take a level one, two, three, award which is great because you you know it's all work that doesn't make you a coach you gotta you gotta get on the bench you gotta get in practice you gotta do it for a long time and you gotta go watch people that have done it for a long time i'd go anywhere to watch hump long run a session i'd go anywhere you know to watch these some of these these guys who are successful to run a session i would go anywhere because you you can't beat that I know that you've said, I'm not sure how many um, National League setups like Worcester Wolves have an under-18 program. I don't know how many have that junior system, but isn't that an issue as well that BBL clubs should have a feeder system where their junior players feel like they can actually make it to the first team and they're not just there to play until they get to 18? Yeah, that would that's, that's something definite because he, it's that... I don't know that, that the sense of uh, pride. Well, we just I just got done talking to somebody about my my former college that I went to in the states, and they're they're down right now. And I said I'm looking on their roster; they don't have any area players. He's get, getting them all from outside. Well, you haven't because you're getting them from outside. They're not dedicated to that college. They're not not from the area. You get them from the area, and their parents are all there. You keep a you get a BBL team like Newcastle does an unbelievable job. Uh, Paul Blake is brilliant, but they got a program. They bring them through. I think Sheffield actually does. I mean, they don't get to play enough, but it'd be great to see the junior programs attached to the BBL teams and players actually being groomed to come up and take over and play. Don't know if that'll happen. What does England basketball do? (laughs) I don't, you know, this is a really poor answer, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know what they do, but <laughs> That's I don't. This, that go, I'll be going back too far, but we had, um, we we were in the Midlands Premier League. We were twenty eighteen or nineteen and zero, and there was a. <laughs> we had some good players. Robert Marston, who went and got a ring over in Finley University, he came back with a national title, and not there wasn't one time when anybody came to see us practice, play, anything. Hmm. What does that tell you? Hmm. <laughs> they, they don't think, you know, it's just because it's Doncaster. But, and we had, a, we had a pretty good team. We made it to the Final Four that year. We come in third. We should have won the thing. Well, saying that, I blew the game. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were 18 up at half, and I, get a, I got a bit impetuous and started shouting at a couple of guys and pulled them out. Oh, no. There you go. That's the problem with our coaching right there, Bob. <laughs> I know. Uh, the Sharks beat us, which was also a double whammy because that used to be our arch rival. Mm. But they went on to the final and played. They played uh, Hump Long in the final. 
you talk about um, Sardinia as well, how you went there not long ago and the structure for development there is miles ahead of here. Can you elaborate on that? I I'm not saying that the players are better. I'm not, I'm not, that's not, I think there's so much talent here. But when you go over there, it's amazing how professional the whole setup is. You know, you got kids that are six years old wearing a Stella Zura top, and they, you got them 15 wearing it, and that six-year-old's going to be playing for them someday. It, and their training is all organized daily, and it, the facilities are really nice, too. But it, it was just so – there was so, such an emphasis on all ages – Right, right across the board, and the and the coaches were so interested in the little ones. So I'm going back again this year because I, you know, I enjoyed it. And um, but it, it was it was really uh, you know, it's just it's just interesting because that the way they do it, it's it's an island, and they they just it's just organized, really really worked worked together. Yeah, and you said they had what five days a week training, personal trainers, um, obviously quite costly, but. ever fund that over here though we've had so many issues since 2012 olympics they cut the funding is anything like that ever possible here because of the money involved i think it would be because of the fact that we got um there's so many good coaches here there's also huge facilities it would take people to buy into the idea you know if, when i say sardinia has great facilities the camps were outside because the weather's so, it's, you know, it's sunny every day, so the outdoor courts are like some better than some of the indoor courts that I've been in here. But they, it was, uh, you know, I was outside. But I, I think we can do it here. We, we can do something like that here. It's, it'd just be whether people would buy into it or not and work together. If you take the Premier League here, the under-18s, is, is, there, is there enough parity, in your opinion? Probably not. I would, well, it's not really. All you have to do really is look at the scores. It's it's um, the scores are lopsided, very lopsided, and that needs. I think that needs to be looked at because you, you know, who's who's benefiting from a one twenty to a to eight victory? Nobody. There's it's and things like that's not an everyday score, but a lot of the games are decided by fifty and more, and it's it's not good enough because you're not nobody's benefiting. So they. Yeah, you know, they need to maybe look at having develop proper development leagues, and the emphasis is not having to be so much on winning or losing. Obviously, I I never wanted to lose any. I don't want to lose a penny, but um, you know, it's just sometimes you got to face it. And the overall development of the game and the players, you might, you know, you just you might have to say, well, we need to drop down a league, develop, and then come back up. I had a couple of examples here. Um, when I was in primary school, uh, Rick Solverson, who used to play for Worcester Wolves, he came into our into our school and he did a lot of stuff, and that's how I got into the game originally. But then when you go to high school, PE teachers that have got a level one maybe, a lot of the kids don't really take it seriously. They've seen NBA clips, but they, they play basketball and they don't really know. They just take the, take the mick, basically, because the coaches aren't serious. So 
I mean, I'm guessing an ideal world, we'd have a Bob Martin in, in every school when basketball was going to be played in PE because otherwise that pathway is non-existent. People won't enjoy it if they're being told incorrect things or just being told to go and, go and play for 10 minutes. What you just said is, um, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm 64, I'm not going to be doing this, well, I'll probably do it till I'm dead, but I'm not, I'm not um, trying to build myself into a job, but I'm, I'm good at what I do with kids. And they, I should have been in a position in South Yorkshire area where I'm going into all the schools and working with the kids, not just Doncaster, all the schools, and then developing young coaches and teachers that are keen. And let me say to them, you, you really want to coach? And if they say yes, they're going to have to prove it to me or they're not doing it because you need somebody, like you said, you don't want to be, you don't want the kids come in and the, the person, you know, they're, they're just standing there. They don't really have the knowledge. They're not enthusiastic. And it, it's, so they lose interest. Well, that, we can't have that happen because that could be the next John Amici. You don't know that. I, I mean, there's so many guys around that could be doing the same thing. Todd Cawthorn, I don't know if you know Todd, but he, he's absolutely brilliant with kids. And he, he lost his job at England basketball and then ended up, he now he's got a good job working with uh, another sporting group. But he me and him used to do the RPCs together, and he was brilliant. And there's uh, Duco Van Oosten. He's an absolute brilliant junior coach. And he, he he's in and out of the country, but, you know, get the guy involved. Uh, anyways, that's that, my... That, that, it sounds like that's the biggest problem, because I was going to ask you, you know, who needs to help most and it just seems like we need to get we need to speak to the people that we already have and and develop the ones we don't yet have the best coaches have to be coaching the young ones which is not a philosophy that everybody follows but you want your best coaches got to be working with the young ones so that they're getting a good foundation not all that you know not 200 hour you know, every hour of the week but they've got to be working with them at to put an influence on these young on the young ones and then you can't just throw them in with a with an inexperienced kid just to just to give them a session. That doesn't help because they're, they're, it's probably a negative. It's like teaching somebody incorrectly to shoot. You don't want, if they're shooting incorrectly, stop them shooting entirely and reteach them. I mean, I, I worked at the Olajuwon camp and it, it was absolutely brilliant. He, talking to him about he, he works with uh, some of the centers in the NBA that can't shoot. Yeah. And he, he, he says the same thing, and he, he asked me a couple questions. That's I was like, I'm, I mean, I'm 64 years old. If I fell off, about passed out, <laughs> you know, and that's just. But he, he just said, "What do you? How would you do it?" You know, and I thought, "Geez," but he said, "You know, that's the type of guy person he is." And plus, he just he's not he's willing he, anything that he can do to yeah. maybe make them better shooter. He'd do it. Hakeem's amazing. I mean, I can't believe. We did a film with him at Solihull Sixth Form a few months ago, and it's just bizarre that all these kids are next door, and they don't know he's there. But isn't that part of the issue that the culture here? You grow up on, you know, Man United players and Premier League, and 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 you've got a John Amici or a Hakeem Olajuwon in your sports centre, but you don't actually know the significance of who he is. Is that is that part of the issue? Definitely. <laughs> How could you? I mean, if they David Beckham superstar in football but he's if you take the top five players in the history of the game he's probably not in there is he i don't know much about football no. but Olajuwon no. is <laughs> Olajuwon's in there mm. 
he's one. You got a guy in the country that's in this in the sport is one of the best five that ever put on a uniform, and he's an absolute. He's brilliant. And it's the same with Amici. You, those guys put them and get them in front of kids, and you, you're gonna they'll, they'll inspire them. I know that. So uh, Hakeem is Hakeem is probably nearly done because he told me that his daughter, who's at University of Birmingham, is is about four months from finishing. So. He's been here for two and a half years, and I'm, I'm, are you telling me then that the same thing happened with Hakeem that it did with you? They, that England basketball probably haven't contacted him. He, I know he's got family here, but they could offer him money, and 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 surely they'd want him in their setup. I, I don't have any idea if they've what, what they've done with him, but I know Rob Palmer. It, yeah, you know, he's, he's at Birmingham. Set up yeah. a fantastic situation with Hakeem, but mm. it'd be a shame if he didn't keep that relationship going, and it, it would be. England basketball hasn't attempted to, I mean, I don't think the dream needs any money, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, it'd be a shame if they hadn't uh, contacted him and at least laid it out there. Same with, what, I mean, Steve Bucknell. You know, I don't hear, uh, where is Steve? He's an NBA guard, or he was. Get him in there, talking to kids. Maybe he is, you know, I don't know exactly. I haven't kept track of him, but I mean, there's so many guys around that they need to they they got to tap into their uh, portfolio and put them out in front of the kids and say, "You can do this." When I go into a camp, and I, I'm not putting myself anywhere near that, but I'll, I'll say to the kids when I'm doing my shooting camps, "Come here, stand up next to me." To a bigger kid, I'll say, "You're almost as big as me. How old are you?" He'll say, "16." I go, "All right." When I played in this country, I was the leading scorer in this league three years in a row. I averaged 36 points a game when I played for Manchester. And he'll say, what? I go, yeah, look at me. I'm an average person. I'm just a 6'3". I'm nothing special, this, that, you know. It just kind of go, go in that. Well, what a, wonder if that's um, Steve Buckley talking to him. He's been in the NBA. Mm. And there's loads so, of them. Joel Freeland is, was in Seska Moscow. We... He's currently not playing. I mean, no one knows where these guys are. You know, there's people around and maybe forming a, a team of those type of guys and, you know, like getting some finance and get, let them have a just a tour around the country to talk to kids and develop and get them interested in the game. That has to be beneficial. Bob, your time is always appreciated. I've got two more questions for you real quick. So as an American coach here, um, do you think the more successful U.S. coaches that we have here just feeds that stereotype that the UK aren't good enough to develop the game of basketball themselves. No, I, I, I hope not, because that's 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 uh, arrogant too. That's arrogant beyond um, you know that where you be, believe because there's I mean you look at there, there's so many. I've been like I said 28 years out of the last 36. I've met you know you, you can go back and look at some of the coaches that I mean back in the day when I was playing or and coaching against them, brilliant. It's just whether or not they get the, the opportunity to advance themselves, and that comes down to, like, the NAIA in the States, the NCAA, they, they offer tons of things. Well, basketball England needs to offer the opportunity for them to develop as coaches. By, by offering them really high-class um, camps and uh, clinics and things to develop in, and then, and it, and also paying for it. If they're gonna, if they want to, if a guy's an England coach and they want him to develop, pay for it and send him 
camps. And I might be, they might be already doing that. That's where I'm at, but I, I don't think so. If you could just explain what it was like here, the setup of the sport when you arrived in this country and, and the difference now, what would that be? In the last three years, we've lost our best players off of each age group to various academies around the country. And I'm not going to tell them not to go because probably they're probably it's it's a better situation because it's that's the way way the way it's going and I I'm not so I let them go. We lost Harrison Bell to Myers Cough this year. He's our best player, you know, on our under 18s team. We lost uh, well over the years. It's just it, the last three or four years, our best player or best two or three players have left their last year to go to a academy. So it's difficult, but we still it's still much more satisfying for me to try to develop the young players and see them come through and watch the same ones on the court. So, but I'm old, so I'm, I don't have my ego. Is it been it's been um, built up enough over the years that I can <laughs> I'm all right with it. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. But I'm, I like trying to develop the guys we got. And, but we have lost. We've lost at least. Uh, gee, I can't even think. Well, it, we just we lost a good player to Charnwood. But it's not it's nothing wrong with the, their academies are brilliant. But you know, what do we get? What am I going to do with Doncaster? We don't have any accommodation. We just we, get, we you know we've got one facility we can work in. But we do a pretty decent thing, so we'll be all right. Hope there's got to be hope somewhere, Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. Tomorrow morning there'll be seventy kids in there, and in five years, all three quarters of those will be playing for Dana Eagles team. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll be winning titles, but they'll be playing for Dana Eagles team. So, well, no, coach, I really appreciate getting to know you on the phone, and um, it seems like you're doing great work. It's, it's, it's an uh, ongoing issue, obviously, and it doesn't have to be an issue if we don't make it one. But I think, I think kids. We lose our best players. Um, maybe that's a good thing if we can develop them to a point where they can leave. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't think they should should leave. But I mean, if you're in the United States, you're going to a high school, and you're if you're in Columbus, Ohio, you want to go to Ohio State. If you're if you're in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, you want to go to Michigan. If you're in Manchester, you want to play for Manchester Magic. Why Why do you want to go over and play for? Uh, in Barcelona, I mean, well, it'd be the money, but maybe you know, maybe you just need to develop, keep working hard, and develop the program so that they're interesting enough to stay home and play. Thank you once more to Bob Martin for joining the US Sports Podcast. If you'd like to listen back to archived episodes of the show, you can hear conversations with the MMQB's Peter King, former Detroit Piston Rip Hamilton, and Mike Breen from ESPN and ABC. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and iTunes to subscribe, and if you'd be so kind, leave a review. This has been the US Sports Podcast with Max Whittle. Thank you for listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.